Good morning for Wednesday, January 26, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news today. Obama proposes a bipartisan effort to win the future. Across Egypt, protesters focus their fury on an aging leader. Also making news today, on the national page, sway of NRA limits some studies, scientists say, trying to pull the U.S. out of a funk. And Rahm Emanuel is back on the ballot in Illinois. In today's business headlines, an inquiry says that the financial meltdown was avoidable. Housing prices already depressed slide again. And the SEC is studying Illinois' method for funding pension plans. There will, of course, be more business stories along with more national and world news, the latest from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist Timothy Egan. As always, we start with the stories on today's front page, as selected by the editors of the New York Times. Here is today's top story. It's from last night's State of the Union speech. It's called, Obama Proposes Bipartisan Effort to Win the Future. It's reported by Cheryl Gay Stolberg. President Obama called on Tuesday night for Americans to unleash their creative spirits, set aside their partisan differences, and come together around a common goal of outcompeting other nations in a rapidly shifting global economy. In a State of the Union address to a newly divided Congress, Obama outlined what his advisors called his plan to win the future, a blueprint for spending in key areas like education, high-speed rail, clean energy technology, and high-speed Internet to help the United States weather the unsettling impact of globalization and the challenge from emerging powers like China and India. But at the same time, he proposed deficit-cutting measures, including a five-year freeze in spending on some domestic programs. He laid out a philosophy of a government that could be more efficient, but is still necessary if the nation is to address fundamental challenges at home and abroad. Over the next decade, he said, his approach would reduce the deficit by $400 billion. With one eye toward his 2012 re-election campaign, he made the case that the nation had at long last emerged from economic crisis and could now confront longer-term issues. At stake is whether new jobs and industries take root in this country or somewhere else, he said. It's whether the hard work and industry of our people is rewarded. It's whether we sustain the leadership that has made America not just a place on a map, but a light to the world. The speech was light on new policy proposals, reflecting both political and fiscal restraints on the administration after two years in which it achieved substantial legislative victories but lost the midterm elections, failed to bring the unemployment rate below 9%, and watched the budget deficit rise sharply. He did not address gun control, a hotly debated topic after the shooting in Tucson that left six people dead and 13 injured, including Representative Gabrielle Giffords. Obama did not lay out any specific plan for addressing the long-term cost of Social Security and Medicare, the biggest fiscal challenges facing the government. He talked about overhauling corporate taxes but deferred discussion about a broader restructuring of the tax code. He called for legislation to address illegal immigration but provided no details. He set a goal of reducing dependence on polluting fuels over the next quarter century but without any mechanism to enforce it. And in a speech largely devoted to economic issues, 
he talked only generally about the conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan. Instead, Obama used his address to sketch out the philosophical framework that would govern the remaining two years of his first term in office, as well as his re-election campaign, and to draw a stark contrast between himself and Republicans, who were advocating deep and immediate cuts in federal spending and a smaller role for the federal government in the economy, health care, and other issues. Obama made the case for a leaner but still active government that can play a vital role in creating the conditions for Americans to succeed in an increasingly competitive economy. We need to out-innovate, out-educate, and out-build the rest of the world, he said. We have to make America the best place on earth to do business, Obama said. We need to take responsibility for our deficit and reform our government. That's how our people will prosper. That's how we'll win the future.